You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, today's episode presented by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On Twenty and get twenty percent off your next order. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. It is baseball season and it is Monday, which means our friend Eric Hughes is on the phone lines, and it's an exhausted Eric Hughes because he was part of a five-hour baseball game today uh, between the Frogs and Gonzaga, and unfortunately, uh, throwing error in the eleventh inning led to a TCU loss. 10 to 7 so Eric thank you for joining us and uh, first we'll get into you know all the issues and kind of what went down this week in a minute but what a a wacky series that was Saturday was pretty normal TC won Um, it was a pitching duel for most of the game and they opened things up in the eighth but Friday and Sunday a lot of runs a lot of lead changes Uh, that had to be interesting experience that in the park just all those momentum swings over those two days yeah, dude, it was it was crazy. There was a I watched a lot of baseball, a lot of hours this weekend. I think Friday night was like a four hour game. Did, uh, Sunday, like you said, was five hours. So there was a lot a lot going on. But uh, if you look at Gonzaga's schedule this year, they've had a lot of games like that. So they have a their lineup was tough. Like if I'm just being honest, they they put together some really good at bats and they really can hit the ball. So this was no pushover that TCU should have just dominated I mean they the team looked like that they were bringing something this weekend and so yeah I mean it was a strange series all the way every way you look at it like you said but um, you know I think there is the bullpen didn't look as great as you would expect and what I've expect I've been on the bandwagon for those guys and they didn't look so hot and so um, yeah there was some issues but I think TCU found ways to to fought to fight back in certain scenarios just fell, sh- fell up short at the end and, and you make a good point about Gonzaga uh, they played Texas Tech on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week and they lost both those games but they were five to four both times I mean they were close games one running games so I, I think they're going to be a good team in the West Coast Conference that's not a team I want to see as like a three or a four seed in the regionals if they end up making the postseason because they can't hit the ball uh, but let's get into the bullpen and you know, last week when we talked, we actually recorded that on a Saturday, on a Sunday afternoon before they played Sam Houston State, and uh, yeah. everything was great. Like they had won eight in a row going into Sunday, everything felt good, and they've gone two and four since then, uh, which is not what you want, but it is a long season. The bullpen specifically, though, is this as simple as Charles King had to move to a relief role? Marcelo Perez is back, but he wasn't that available. You've had some guys kind of shuffling around, or are there some more real deal issues that you're seeing with uh, with, with those guys and, and keeping leads? Yeah, I think that played a big part of it. Um, missing missing a couple key arms in the pen, just with King moving to the rotation and um, just a few guys not being available. But you know, they they didn't look they they definitely didn't look as great as you would hope and. I, I do have more questions than I think answers at this point because we've talked about it on several podcasts before this that this that I thought that this bullpen was going to be the strength of this team and they just haven't they just didn't look good this weekend uh, and and you also have to factor in that they played two weekday games today so 
Um, they just had a lot of innings to get through this week with five games instead of four. Um, some of the starters not going as deep as you would hope. And so, you know, I think that these are – once you get the, the pin back to where it needs to be, once you get Johnny Ray back in the rotation, I think you're going to look a little bit better. But, man, they, they really struggled this weekend. And there's a few guys that I haven't seen in a while, uh, that being Garrett Wright. He, I haven't seen him in a little while. Not not exactly sure why. Uh, another guy is uh, – there's one more, uh, Dalton Brown. I haven't seen him um, really at all this year. I think he's only thrown like two innings. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Those are a couple of good arms that I think that you can depend on. Haven't really seen much of them at all. So um, I definitely think that these guys have a lot of room for improvement, and you're really going to need them to carry some more of the load if you're going to get some wins down the stretch here. That's interesting. I I haven't seen Garrett Wright either, and I hadn't thought about him. You know, he got some run early in the season, came up in a big way against Mississippi State by getting a double play ball to, to win that game. Um, so maybe there's something going on there. And, yeah, you're. it's just you don't really trust anybody outside of Halen Green right now. Uh, I think yep. Marcella, once he gets back, and Charles King, once he moves back to that bullpen. But it is an adventure, um, and it doesn't help when your starters aren't going long. Tuesday they blew a tire against – Texas State, and we don't even really have to talk about that game. I mean, they just played poorly. But uh, Metter couldn't get any innings in, so they have had a lot of work over the past week. Uh, injury updates. We had a number of guys go down this weekend, and we don't have timetables or information on exactly what's going on, but Hunter Wolf, Luke Boyers, and Connor Shepard um, all went out at various times and then did not return. Hunter Wolf returned today as a defensive replacement at one point, so maybe that means – um, there's uh, some good news on the horizon for him. But, Eric, how does this lineup kind of shuffle around with, with those guys unavailable? Yeah, it's interesting. Hunter Wolf came in as a defensive replacement but then got pinch hit for. So uh, not exactly sure what's going on there. But with Shepard being out, you can move Braden Taylor over to third base. And Gray Rogers has slotted in at second base. And he's actually hit the ball really well. So I think um, – going forward you can you can live with that there um but you know besides that with hunter wolf being out they've tried bobby goodlow he put some good wood on the ball on saturday uh didn't get any hits but hit some hard line drives um they've slotted in porter brown who wasn't really able to contribute as much as you would like so it's definitely they you've seen a drop off um considering what's happened this week uh, as you should expect you know going to the bench but um, you've still got Austin Henry on the bench who can uh, come in and give you some time. So we'll see how they're able to adjust co- going into next week before we get into conference play. Austin Henry did come off the bench today and got a got a single against one of Gonzaga's better arms in the, in the back end of that game. So that's a positive development. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back and talk some positives. But, uh, Eric, real quick, that Elijah Nunez hit in the 10th, was that a fair ball? Could you get a good look at it? It, to me, I don't have the exact angle down the third baseline, but it absolutely looks fair. It bounced before the base, um, and so it looked like it went, hopped right over the bag from my angle. And I think pretty much everyone else in the press box thought so as well, but hey, that's not how it was called. It's not how it was called, and uh, come on, Blue, like, go home. It's been right? four and a half hours. <laughs> Nobody's going to question you exactly. if you just – let that thing be fair and get out of the way. But nonetheless, 
Um, it was foul. Elijah did walk, but then they couldn't get anything going after that. So tough loss today for TCU baseball, and it's been a tough week. We'll come back with more of Eric Hughes in a second. I do want to tell you quickly, though, about betonline.ag. NCAA tournament is here, folks, Thursday and Friday of this week. Set aside your work schedule. Just live in the gluttony of 16 college basketball games, 32 college basketball games over two days. TCU is not involved, unfortunately. So you might say, hey, how can I make this more interesting for myself? Why don't you wager a little money on it? Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 20% signing bonus. Use some of their money if you're not comfortable using yours. But they'll give you the latest lines on all the NCAA tournament games, latest injury news. It's your online sportsbook experts. Betonline.ag run by Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Go there and make some money today. Segment two of Locked on Horn Frogs coming your way. Steven Simcox here. And my pal Eric Hughes is with me. Um, he does sound and scoreboard at TCU Baseball Games. Did a lot of baseball this weekend. And we're, we're discussing the Frogs. It's not as positive as it's been the past few weeks because TCU had a tough week at the office. But I did want to talk about somebody who uh, has been just really emerging as a great player as of late. Philip Sykes uh, playing center field. He's done a nice job there. They kind of move him around from, from time to time. But speedy guy who can make plays all over the outfield. He's hitting over 400. I thought he was going to be a hero today in the ninth inning. Eric, he had a, a nice shot off the bat that just didn't get past the second baseman. Nice play by the Gonzaga second baseman there. Uh, but he's hitting the ball really well. Had another big extra base hit today. And I didn't really have him on my radar when the season started. Uh, but this is a great development for this team, Eric. And, and he's become a force uh, the last few weeks. Yeah, he absolutely has. I'm really glad we're giving Phillip Sykes some love here because he's played some really good baseball uh, to start the season. You know, you talk about uh, hitting over 400. It's not really something that you mention a few games in, but we're kind of getting to that point where this is this is a noteworthy uh, progression here. And it's funny you talk about not having him on your radar. Uh, I was actually looking at his stats from this year compared to last year. Uh, and he has—he actually has the exact same amount of at-bats um, this year as he had last year in the shortened season, uh, at 48 at-bats. And last year, uh, he hit—he was hitting 167 at this point with nine extra—sorry, with one extra base hit. And this year, 417 with nine extra base hits. So he is really just emerged this year, and he—he's not a guy that's gonna. He's not a power guy, but he's a guy that has just really squared the ball up and hitting a lot of line drives in the gap. So it's been fun to watch him. He started off and hitting around the eight hole, and he's moved up to the six. I can see him moving up even even closer uh, as the season goes on to the top of the order. But he has played really well so far this year. It's a good sign for TCU and another guy they can go to. We'll see if he can – uh, work his way in that lineup every day. It seems like he's he's doing that already. So we'll monitor his progress. And Eric, let, let's reset here. So you know this is the team with high expectations. There's no doubt about it. And I actually, even though they lost two out of three over the weekend at Globe Life to open the season, I felt pretty good about their performance. They played well against some really good SEC teams. And you know they they got red hot after that. But now in a little bit of a rut, they're they're two and four in their last six, as I said earlier. And just perusing online today, I, I saw some TCU fans that are concerned, that are kind of throwing the towel in already and saying, you know, teams that are bound for great things don't play like this. They don't lose to teams like this. So I, I know there are issues, but are you ready to say, like, this is not a group that could get 
to Omaha. They don't look like an Omaha team right now. Um, where are you at as far as their ability to bounce back after after a rough six-game stretch? Sure. You know, I, I think it's important just to note and realize that getting to Omaha is, like, an incredibly difficult task. Like, if we're comparing this to college basketball, that's that's the Elite Eight, right? And so this isn't something that you just waltz into. You really do have to have a lot of things go right. You have to be a great team. And so, um, you know, I'm – if I'm just projecting out, I think that this is a team that is going to host a regional, um, going to be a top 16 uh, seed going into the postseason, and then they're probably going to have to to go on the road uh, if they win the regional. Uh, and it's never an easy task to go on the road in the super regional, but it's something that that they've done before uh, in going down to College Station and and getting a win there. And so, you know, I I, I don't think it's time to throw in the towel. Certainly. Um, you have to be playing playing well at the right time. This isn't the right time that you have to be playing well at. And so I think that there are some issues that definitely need to be addressed, specifically with uh, the bullpen uh, and starters not going as deep as you'd like. But I don't think that this is the time to say that this isn't a team that can make great things happen because when you've got a coach like Schloss that can push the right buttons and you've got some great players – um, anything can happen down the stretch. I'd agree with all that. And I'll just remind people, you know, like we're not going to come over on here and sugarcoat it. That's a bad series against Gonzaga. They should have won. Honestly, they should have won Friday and Sunday, right? Like they, they had yeah. their chances. Uh, couldn't get it done. And you, you can't lose midweek games like they did Texas state, but it's, it's still early in the year. This is baseball. Like these things happen. Um, I, I think the key is, is this a trend or is this just a one-off bad week? And, and we'll see in the next few days and in the coming weeks, but, um, let's, let's just, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Okay. And try to reset and see how they do against Louisiana over the weekend. I want to talk about that series next and, and we'll continue our conversation with Eric Hughes. But first I do want to mention built bar built bar is the most delicious protein bar on the planet. I don't say that lightly. I don't just come on here um, espousing about all the great po- protein bars in the world, but I do like Built Bar. I had a peanut butter Built Bar earlier today. It was fantastic. They have other great flavors like cookies and cream, uh, lemon almond cheesecake, um, German chocolate, coconut brownie. That's a good one. And Built Bar is actually in conjunction with March Madness. They're having Built Bar Madness right now. So if you go to their Twitter page or if you go to builtbar.com, you can vote on what your favorite flavor is. They have a bracket with the different flavors and different matchups. You can vote on that, or you can just go there and make a purchase. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON20. That gets you 20% off your next order. Make your next order. Make your first order. That's BuiltBar.com. Final segment here with Eric Hughes of Locked On Horn Frogs. I do want to say tomorrow spring practice starts for football. Eric, can you believe it? We got spring practice tomorrow. I can't believe it, man. It's already here. It's already here. So we'll have position-by-position breakdowns starting on Tuesday's show. We'll go heavy football this week because, unfortunately, basketball season is over and spring football is here. So let's just dive right into it. Let's talk about all our great projections. Let's make sure we're ready for the Max Duggan Heisman Trophy run uh, before the season starts. So we'll get that ready on tomorrow's show. But I do want to finish out with some baseball talk. And, And, Eric, We've discussed it at length. This was not the weekend that you wanted, uh, but opportunity now to reset against Arkansas Pine Bluff on Tuesday. And then you go uh, and play Louisiana over the weekend. Hopefully you'll get Johnny Ray back on the rotation. 
How important do you think this last series is before conference play as they get ready to open uh, Big 12 play against Baylor in a couple weeks just for you know the team's confidence and, and kind of how you're feeling going into that Big 12 slate? Yeah, I think you absolutely want to get things rolling again, right? Like we talked about, this was a long week. They played five games instead of four. And so um, they definitely, I think it's safe to say that they, they were a little fatigued by the end of it and everything. And that's not to make an excuse. It's just uh, the truth of the matter. And so I think you want to get some good rest this week and then go down to Louisiana and, and take care of business against a, a program that has been really good in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, this, this year they, they did just get swept. Uh, by Southern Miss. And so I think this is an opportunity where you can go down and, and definitely win a series. And so I think it's important just for the psyche of the team, uh, just to get things rolling again. You talked about Johnny Ray. He was back with the team in the dugout um, as of Saturday. And so I expect him to be back in the rotation this upcoming weekend. And so I think this is definitely a series that uh, you want to get things rolling and it's going to be, um, yeah, hopefully just a turning point for the team. You'd hope so. You hope those guys get healthy and just kind of get ready for, for that run that is going to be a grind of, of Big 12 play in a lot of series back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And finally, I, I'll, we'll leave on this, and we discussed it early in the show, but uh, so say on Friday it's it's 5-4 to four and you're going into the ninth inning. Who do you want on the mound for TCU baseball as a closer right now? Who do you feel comfortable with? Well, I, honestly, I would say the guy that has shown that he can get out consistently um, really has been Halen Green so far. And, and it's it's funny, he hasn't been a one-inning guy at all. He's come in uh, pretty much every single game he's come in, usually about the fifth, sixth inning, and has thrown multiple innings every time. And so it seems that's how Schloss is going to use him. So if that if that's not the case this weekend and, and he's already thrown, honestly – I would say that there isn't really a guy that is has shown that he is going to be the lockdown guy so far. You know, I think Marcelo Perez with his history is probably a guy that coach trusts the most. So uh, if not Halen Green, Marcelo Perez is probably the guy that I'm, I'm going to say you're going to go with. Yeah, I think goodness for Halen Green. And he did a lot of work this weekend, man. And this week he was just he called on a ton uh, and he's someone you can put in in any situation. So he's been fantastic. Went three innings on Saturday, got a, got a save, um, and then you know went a couple innings today, kept him in that game, just kind of ran out of gas and a throwing error in the 11th, cost him three runs, which was a, a big-time blow. Well, Eric, thank you so much. We talk with Eric Hughes every Monday on Lockdown Horn Frogs, and we'll do it again next week. Hopefully uh, have some more positivity for you next Monday as this team is getting back on track. But we'll – We'll talk baseball either way. This has been Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.